Thanks for joining the SoarCast, where we talk about drones, band aircraft, and satellites, and how they relate to geospatial products found on the SOAR platform. Hello, everyone. This is Darren uh, with the SoarCast, and um, I'm here today with Andrew Dedman from Stratus Imaging, and um, Andrew is here to talk about some really interesting things that he does with drones, his company does with drones, and so I'll just kick over to Andrew right now, and Andrew, if you could just um, tell everyone who you are and what you do. Yeah, firstly, thanks for the invitation. Very excited to come along and, and talk about drones. So Stratus Imaging started about four or five years ago, um, we with uh, a business partner, my brother-in-law. Mm -hmm. We uh, saw a need um, for, for drones and ag. So we looked around, a lot of people were doing other cool stuff with drones, mm -hmm. but we saw ag as a, as a market that we could bring drones in and complement the, the, the ag sector. So we started off uh, flying drones with multi-spectral cameras and providing crop health uh, to farmers. And as we'll talk a bit later on, we've emerged into other technologies within the ag space. Oh, that's that's brilliant. Yeah. So you said 2015. What were you flying back in 2015? A Phantom 3. Wow. It was the pro professional. So, yeah, it was straight off the production line. So it was all new to me. Uh, very cool. Um, so we strapped a whole heap of sensors to it and, and cameras. So, yeah, very exciting yeah. times. Yeah. yeah. They're old drones, but I still have one. It still mm. works. So um, good on you for starting out with that. Um, yeah, okay, so we might we might go a bit more into detail about what Stratus Imaging does in terms mm. of um, your offering. You've mentioned it's agriculture, but um, maybe you can tell me, you know, uh, sort of um, soup to nuts, if you will, what, what you can offer through drones for agriculture. So our core business at the moment is providing plot-level statistics and analysis to researchers. So around the state and around the country, there's a lot of uh, small plot research trials uh, that use... Um, where they provide seed breeders with, with certain information. They do different um, chemical trials. So we fly those and we provide statistics and, and analytics to uh, to the researchers. So we, we do a lot of those. They're only small, but they're very highly detailed. And then we move into the horticulture and viticulture, where we do vineyards and high value crops, providing crop health, um, emergence count, accounts uh, and a few other things as well so it's a broad spectrum of what we do um, but it's mostly it's in the ag and it's um, looked at at the ag sector itself mm -hmm. yeah so, yeah hmm. okay yeah well thanks Andrew for that um, I want to tell everyone how uh, I found Andrew and, and what made me really want to get Andrew on mm. the sore cast and um, it's good, it's good to hear when Andrew said, yeah, sure, I'll come on in. Andrew is, of course, based in West Australia like we are. So uh, I'm going to quote the title of the, uh, the news article, which was, Drones to One Day Swarm WA Crops, Innovator. And that was in the West Australian. And so this is quite interesting because, um, in fact, Stratus Imaging is the first drone company to be certified with a Civil, civil Aviation Authority in Australia or Western, yeah, in Australia to be certified in Western Australia. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah, so there's four companies around the around the country. Um, so we're the first one in WA. So there's, oh. there's three in New South Wales. Mm -hmm. 
I just want to point out that West Australia is in fact the largest state in all of Australia. So you yes. guys are the first drone company for swarm certification in the largest. Yes. Which, yeah. So let's just uh, get that get that clear. Um, okay. So I think it's probably good to go back um, a few steps. You did tell us why you guys got into agriculture mm. uh, with drones and why you basically found your niche and nailed it. Um, how long has how long has the process been to to get that certification to operate five drones at once? So that started well before we even got involved. So the the manufacturer of the the drone XAG have a subsidiary in Australia called Revolutionary Ag. They spent two years dealing with CASA to demonstrate that five drones can be operated safely with one pilot. So they spent two years demonstrating and and this is the controller if if you can see that fairly well so it's only a little controller and they went through the process of how the system works and how it can be safely um, or how the drones can be safely landed in an emergency so once they got that approval from CASA then they can train companies under that system so even though I can fly up to five drones I can only fly that particular aircraft and that particular system because that's all been approved. Mm -hmm. So that went through for two years. Uh, start of this year, we were approached by Landmark, big agronomy company in, in the country, mm -hmm. and they were looking at in their digital technology arm of how to bring spray drones into uh, the ag market. So they reached out to us and we were very excited about that. So we went down the path with them of getting the drones and how we would go about getting certification to fly up the five drones in, in a swarm formation. So for myself as a pilot, it was five days training. So there's two parts to how to uh, operate this aircraft. Firstly, you got to operate it in a single formation without a assistance of an automatic system. You got to fly it manually like you'd fly a normal drone. Mm -hmm. So CASA assessed mm -hmm. me on how to fly the drone, which is 38 and a half kilos in, in a certain patterns and and how they assess people then the second part of that day was then flying five with an automated system and they throw scenarios at you there's an aircraft coming into your uh, where you're flying you need to land this drone take this drone off move this one to a safe location so they really put you under the pump mm -hmm. of how to coordinate and manage five drones safely so that was about a six-month pro process. Yeah, so it's um, it's quite involved, yes. but um, certainly they uh, yeah. they want to keep a lid on things. And uh, you know, um, worst case scenario, the the swarm doesn't do what you want it to do. And as you mentioned, there's a a panic button. What happens? And how does the panic button sort of work? What what yep. happens to the drones? So on this controller, there's a little button on the side here. Mm -hmm. So you basically press that, and all the drones highlight on the screen, and mm -hmm. then you just drag one, two, three, four, five, and they will just land safely mm. on the wow. spot. That, and you gotta yeah. do that within five seconds. Uh -huh. That's brilliant. Um, yeah. So it's almost like, a, it's almost gamified. Yes. <laughs> um, well, that's um, that's really good to know that, that yeah, there is a, a safety mechanism. Mm. Um, <clears throat> we haven't gone over what the benefit, I can think of benefits of, of having a drone swarm. Obviously one is one operator for five for five other drones, but. Um, what, what's the benefit to, to running multiple drones um, at, a, at the same time? Well, it comes down to efficiency. So 
the way you would plan your flight is one would take off then a 30 seconds later then another one would take off so they don't all come back at the same time so as they come back and land you have a second operator changing out the chemicals and also changing out the batteries so your efficiency is very quick mm -hmm. um, depends on the size of the the parcel of land you're spraying mm -hmm. depends on how many drones mm -hmm. you would have mm -hmm. Um, that actually, I want to go back a little bit to how the drones um, actually are programmed to, to let's say, um, fertilize in, in one area or, or to um, apply pesticides. So um, can you just describe quickly um, sort of what's the input to build these, if you will, uh, flight maps for the yep. drones? So, the, so at the start of the, the job, you would define with the farmer or the, or the, the land you're going to spray the boundaries. So you'd walk around with a RTK station mm -hmm. or a rover station and you'd mark your four boundaries. Mm -hmm. And then the software will then put run lines mm -hmm. uh, about two and a half to three metres apart. Mm -hmm. And that's your swap width. Mm -hmm. Then once that's all done, you assign each drone to those individual runs. Mm -hmm. So if you assign drone one to line one to five, mm -hmm. you can't assign drone two to row four or line four. Mm -hmm. It just won't let mm -hmm. you do it because it says I'm already there's already a drone there. Mm -hmm. So once you've got your, your run lines marked out, and then you start playing with the amount of chemical you want to spray, the mm -hmm. droplet size, mm -hmm. the speed, and the height. Mm -hmm. So these are all the variables you work work through, and a lot of that's based on the label information of the chemical mm -hmm. you're spraying. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's, that's, quite, mm -hmm. that's quite interesting. Um, Another thing that I wanted to um, to maybe talk about quickly, because I think you mentioned that that um, you also do multispectral mm. image analysis with a with a, with uh, regards to agriculture and and how mm. that can improve agriculture. So, um, for those who um, don't have multispectral cameras or have experience with this, um, can you do two things? Tell me what 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 multispectral is, and then two, um, what's the data you get out of that? So a multispectral comes from a, a multispectral camera. Mm. Depending on the brand or the make, it basically breaks up the, the red, green and blue mm. of the light spectrum and also adds near-infrared and far-infrared. Those two light bands we cannot see mm. visually, but a plant behaves differently the way it reflects and absorbs near-infrared and mm. far-infrared. Mm. So we can take that information and process it in specialised software and we can look how crops are behaving based on how much near-infrared they absorb or reflect. Mm -hmm. So a plant that is under stress or under poor health will reflect more near-infrared. Mm -hmm. And then we can look at that. You would look at a field and think that it's perfectly healthy, nice and green. Mm -hmm. But under near-infrared or multispectral, you can see areas of the crop that are not performing well. Mm -hmm. That information then is then given to the farmer mm -hmm. and they can go and do some ground truthing and then apply a chemical or it might be uh, some weeds that might need addressing. Mm -hmm. So it's looking at the problems before you can physically see them. Mm -hmm. It's getting ahead yeah. of the head of the game a little yeah. bit. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Okay, um, yeah. All right, well I wanted to um, yeah, talk a little bit about the hardware. So these XAG drones, is that that's the yeah, name? Yeah, XAG yeah, drone. Um, and it was interesting, off camera, I guess, before we started rolling, we were talking a little bit about where that company came from. So, yeah, can you tell us quickly about the company and, and even share that little bit that I didn't know mm. about them? So they're a Chinese-owned company, started in uh, 2007. They were the biggest drone manufacturer at the time, but then they pivoted to AG. So at, 
at the point, and we'll, we'll insert a video of all the drones that have been used in China. There's about 10,000 of them, and they move them around the country as they need them. Mm-hmm. So it's well established, well um, engineered equipment that works really well. It's it's tested. You know? mm-hmm. uh, you, you speak to the guys, and they look at them as more of a as a piece of hardware or a piece of it's not something that's it's going to break after six months or 12 months it's built to last Mm -hmm. yeah no i think that that would lead into my next question because Mm -hmm. i think you mentioned they were something like almost 40 kilograms and i did the Mm -hmm. math really quick in my head that's almost 100 pounds for Mm -hmm. uh, those who are in that uh, measurement system so almost 100 pounds and the what do you call it the the wingspan or the rotor width is Mm -hmm. about two meters meters. and um how long will um, let's say they're fully loaded, and we'll get to what they what they get loaded with, but full weight? How long can about long can they fly? About twenty minutes. Okay, and um, it's kind of a silly question because we all know that we should fly within line of sight mm. unless there's some sort of special, um, you know, certification with your governing authority. But um, do they publish the range, or is the you know? I, I guess if they're autonomous, it's unlimited. Yeah. It's bat- It's limited by the battery. Yeah. So, so it's about two kilometers mm-hmm. is, is what yeah. you're, uh, you you can control with with your yeah. uh, controller here. But as you say, it's got to be visual line of sight. Mm-hmm. Um, the been drones been big. It's really yeah. good. You can see them, and they're typically about two meters off the ground. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then I wanted to, yeah, talk a little bit about the, the system. So I imagine you can add, uh, you know, a, or maybe they already have it, a video camera, a sort of a, a regular RGB, red, green, mm. blue camera, um, and then as well, multispectral. Can you, so could you have um, all three of those on it at once? The, the current drone doesn't have it, mm-hmm. but they have a survey version called mm-hmm. the X-Mission mm-hmm. that has a multispectral and an RGB mm-hmm. camera built into it. Yeah. So what you would do, you'd fly the farm or the paddock, mm-hmm. then identify, and then it generates a 3D model mm-hmm. of that farm, and that information then goes into the spray drone. Mm-hmm. So you can isolate trees and power lines and boundaries, mm-hmm. uh, even dams, and it will either mm-hmm. go around them or go over them. So if it goes over a dam, it will stop spraying mm-hmm. and then start when it gets on the other side. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's quite fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, and one more thing I might just just um, share with the audience. You mentioned the word RTK, which stands uh, for real-time kinematics. So they're, they're effectively very large sur- survey-grade drones because yeah. they have the ability to uh, communicate with a base station for positional information. So yeah. do they have a stated, um, I guess, uh, resolution or ground, uh, you know, the, the, the accuracy in terms yeah. of distance? A centimeter. A centimeter, yeah, yeah definitely. Okay, um, one more question. Uh, for the nerds out there like myself, um, have they employed li- LIDAR on these systems? Not yet, okay. no. Yeah, soon to come. Mm. Um, a few more things about the drone itself, um, because it would be quite impressive to see, but um, as you'll see from some of the videos, they're almost as big as a person. I mean, mm. it's not something you throw throw in the back of the car and, um, you know, yep. yeah. Um, so they can carry fluids, the, I, the, they can carry seeds, they can carry fertilizer. How mm. much uh, payload can they carry? Up to 15 liters. Okay, 15 yeah. liters of, of whether it's seed or fertilizer. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and that's brilliant. And um, you can see in the videos how they have deployment systems, whether they're, I guess it's kind of like an aeration that yeah. aerates the, 
the, uh, the, the pesticide or even um, sort of like, a, I, I can't remember the, na the name of the word, but something that actually draws the seeds out and sort yeah. of scatters them. It's quite, mm. it's quite brilliant. I guess one, the obvious question is, is, is um, why is why is this drone being used um, instead of say a small tractor or or something like that mm. for for things like that for like the pesticide yep. or the seeds? So uh, compaction is a really big problem in in mm. ag driving over mm. the over the ground a lot. So the the less you can drive on your your field, mm -hmm. the better. Mm. So drones eliminate that. Because also when crops get to the later stage, such as uh, canola and some some type of beans. If you're driving over your crop, you're shaking those plants and they're falling off. Mm -hmm. So if you can spray your crop without even getting near your crop, mm -hmm. you're gonna save on your yield. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's, yeah, mm. that's a good point. Um, yeah, so that, that's, that's sort of my last series mm. of techie questions. Yep. Um, what, are the, what are the sort of optimization results? Like what are the actual benefits, you know, the, the um, return on investment that you get like using drone in this fashion mm. um, what are the things you get out of your crop and even in you mentioned efficiency so yep. what are the sort of dollars and cents around that um, we, we're still working through return on investment but a lot of people say that um, compared to tractors and, mm. and employing staff there's a, there's mm. a good return mm. um, I haven't got the numbers with me mm. but if you're not employing people to go and hand spray mm. or you've got to spray around dams where you've got to you know, chip weeds out mm -hmm. we can come in and do it at a very relatively you know, inexpensive cost mm -hmm. okay yeah mm. well that's good thanks Andrew that's um, we usually do these these interviews in uh, in two parts so we mm. have the, the serious questions and we have the not yep. serious questions and um, <clears throat> we do a little, uh, I guess it's a, we call it this or that. So what I do is, um, what I do is I ask, is I basically throw two things out there and you pick the first one that comes yep. to mind. So um, we'll start with the first one, Vegemite or Marmite? Vegemite. And okay, RC, when it comes to RC control, your thumbs, do you prefer mode one or mode two? Mode two. Okay, um, I, I ghosted you a little bit. Uh, no, not the word is ghost. I stalked you a little bit on social media. So I know what you've done in a, in a past life. And it relates to one of, one of your, you'll, you'll be able to guess what, um, what that career was. Yep. And um, I'll throw some of these things out here and hope, hopefully uh, the audience gets a chuckle from you mm. about them. So um, Wheel of Fortune or Goon Bag of Fortune? Wheel of Fortune. So Wheel of Fortune. Okay. Uh, Don Bradman or Don Perignon? Don Bradman. Cab Sav or Cardi? Gotta have a good Cab Sav. Uh, Sauvignon Planck or Champers? Champers. Happiest day of the year for you is August 18th or August 29th? 29th, my birthday. Very good. Um, West Coast Eagles or Frio Dockers? Well, funnily enough, I don't go for any football team. I'm more of a cricket uh, tragic, but I would say West Coast. Okay, very good. Choose. Yeah, okay. And last question. Squid and chips or fish and chips? Fish and chips. All good. Well, that's great. Thanks, Andrew, for coming in and, and sharing with us about drone swarms. And, um, yeah, we're keen to see where it goes for you, but I'm mm. sure it's... Uh, it's going to open new doors, oh. and and uh, congratulations on being, say, the first in in WA. Thank to you. Kick this off. Okay. Well, very good. And thanks everyone for joining us for the Sorecast.
that's all we have time for today. Tune in to our next SOARcast for more discussion on geospatial products and imagery found on SOAR.